This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 192 of the Basin Bookers podcast. And if you don't know by now, I'm Rich Therese, here with the champ, Jerry on the spot. That's right. They let these two idiots record 191 other episodes of this shit. Welcome to the Danger Zone. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a sensible, sensitive person. Otherwise, you're right at home with these two savages. Savage noise. You didn't have to do that. You just agreed. Nah, agreeing is boring. Just want to fuck. Want to epitomize the savageness, the savagery. We're about to drop savage beats. We got, we got stuff here tonight. We got, we got episodes. This, this is, this is not just episodes. This is the build up to the Booker series. Ah, Booker series. What's that? That's, that's when. The only time of year where uh, Riz is Raw and Jared SmackDown, aside from the one match at Booker Mania, and, and of course the Booker Rumble, they, they, they take each other on and, and for brand supremacy. And, and the winner get, gets the 30th entrant into the Royal Rumble, the, the Booker Rumble. I've been calling it Basement Rumble. The, the Basement Basement Rumble. Whatever Rich calls it, and the loser gets the number one spot. That's right, Rich. In a in a in a poor twist of fate, that that is what happens. But don't ever don't count out number one because you know uh, uh, two men, two men, two men. One of them is HBK, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one you, you shall remain nameless. Wait, what was the other one? a question. I don't remember. Did Ray Mysterio do it? Ray Mysterio, I think he won from number two. Right. Was it Benoit? Was it somebody? Benoit. Benoit was number one. Chris Benoit, and he's dead now. So Thank you for that. Let's <laughs> let's, let's let's have a nice sad moment to bring us into the veggies. Let's weep into our veggies so that we may they're not they're appetizers now. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to change it. <laughs> appetizers. Yeah. That's what they are. Well, Good. I mean, you can have veggies for an appetizer. Potato is sort of a veggie. Then why did you make us change it if it's the same <laughs> thing? It's not the same thing. But you just said... All right. I don't want to argue about this because... I said a potato... I said uh, a vegetable could be an appetizer. Yeah, but... Like a blooming onion. All right. I think an onion is a vegetable. We'll, we'll go assume it is because I'm pretty positive it's not a fruit. It's if it's not a fruit, it's a vegetable. You can only be one or the other. It's not meat, right? Or fish? Nope. It's also uh, not grain. It is not grain. Remember the food pyramid? Yeah, I remember. It's a lie. That's all I know. It's like a food fucking octagon. All right, well, let's jump right into the appetizers this week. Uh, the biggest appetizer. There were four releases from WWE this week. Emma, which was the biggest of the four. Darren Young, Summer Rae, and Sawyer Fulton. The news about Sawyer Fulton actually just came out yesterday. 
Uh, and for those of you that are like, uh, who? I don't know that guy. He was the guy that, uh, got thrown out of sanity, I guess maybe because he had an injury. And then Killian Dane took his place. Took his jacket and everything. And So that's who Sawyer Fulton was. He's gone. His name was Sawyer Fulton. Yes, indeed, it was. Uh, continuing with releases, the tag team of Reno Scum announced last Saturday that they have left Impact Wrestling, likely as a result of Impact ending their business arrangement with GFW. Rockstar Spud also left Impact earlier this week, and there are rumors that WWE is interested in bringing him to 205 Live. Oh, shit, I would watch 205 Live for a day if Rockstar Spud was around. I'd love to see him... Get on the microphone against that Enzo guy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't remember him being great on the mic. He wasn't bad on the mic. He's pretty great at being a wormy, creepy. He's that guy that tries to kick it to your girl, but you don't have to worry about him. Kind of. His last feud was with Hornswoggle. Sorry, Swoggle. Yeah, you gotta be careful, bro. Listen. that, that that was his name. Swaggle. We're not trying to lose our fortune here. No. Uh, R-Truth underwent... Oh, sorry. Speaking of uh, Impact releases, uh, Brian and Earl Hebner were also released from their Impact contracts this week. No word on if they will be loaning their refereeing skills anywhere else. What are they doing over there? What's going to be left? They're cleaning I don't the even... house. I don't know. They, they try, they're, they're cutting costs. Shit, the last time they they did something like this to cut costs in a big way, they brought in Hogan. Well, they're not bringing him in now. No. Nope. They nope. can't afford him. Nope. Well, no. No. Two, two years ago, maybe. Maybe. Like, right after the, the, the scandal. Yeah. Though, I can, I think it was probably a good business decision to not bring him in. No, time. it's a great business decision. To not bring him in. <laughs> Although he did switch them from a six-sided ring to a traditional wrestling ring, which was good. And then they went back to six-sided. Yeah, because... Wouldn't it be cheaper to have four sides? Theoretically. Yeah. It probably is. I imagine it's less work to set up. Less manpower. Yeah. Yeah, less... And think about it. Having those two extra sides... it. Does take up a little bit more room around ringside. Not that they're actually filling up shows, but your shows would have a higher capacity. But by trying to be different, you're mm-hmm. just not. You're not. I don't think it's trying to be different in the right way. I think it's trying to be different in a way that no one cares what the fucking ring looks like. Yeah. The point. The the point of the six sided ring. They've said a few times in the past is that if someone's flipping through channels and they see it, they're like, oh, this is wrestling. Wait, it's a six-sided ring. Whoa, what's up with that? That's different. Let me watch it. Yeah, but then it's like... That, that's that's how they think people think. This dude in the ring sucks, and I don't care about him. The wrestling doesn't what suck. What else is on? The wrestling on Impact doesn't suck. I didn't say it sucks. Why did I say the, the oh, wrestling said, sucks? Sorry, you said this dude in the ring sucks. Yeah. Which dude are you talking about? I don't know. Some guy standing in the ring. Whoever. Whenever they tune in, it's like, who is this guy? Their characters are not like, I don't know. I don't care for them, really. Do you know KM's from Bay Ridge? Who? KM. Uh, who's that? 
real name is Kevin Matthews. Oh, I don't know. He's, uh, hence the KM. He plays, uh, Sienna's cousin. Oh. And they, they might actually be cousins for all I know. I don't know. I, but Sienna I sounds like a crayon. Uh, Sienna was Allison K on the Indies, if you remember. No! I'm, I, I don't know <laughs> if you got, like, a memo or, like, I'm, like, this indie expert. I'm not. Oh, shit, you're not? No! I just, uh, I guess, I guess that'll be my job. I, I guess you're not, but okay. Someone has to. Oh well, hey. No, I'm the official 205 Live correspondent. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. Hey, what happened on 205? Next. That's that's what happened on 205. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't have time to watch three. I was too busy focused writing my episode. Yes, and it is going to be epic. A real barn burner. I hope. Hope you guys are ready for this really long episode he's putting out. Just don't play your podcast on faster speeds. You might miss it. I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. It's not that short. Okay, good. Uh, sorry. Continuing with our appetizers. Uh, R-Truth underwent an undisclosed surgery last week and posted pics on Instagram with his left arm in a sling. So it might have been arm, might have been shoulder. We don't know. Speaking of guys who will have a job forever. Maybe. Uh, and in the rumor section, according to, I'm starting to almost memorize this person's name. According to Justin Barrasso at Sports Illustrated, the decision to release Emma, Darren Young, and Summer were made by Vince during his, quote, routine budget meeting. For Emma, he says the writing was on the wall due to her heat with creative and her outspokenness on Twitter. Don't you want that, though? Someone who cares enough to just say stuff? Yeah, I... No, I, I... I won't say I know all of her tweets. But I know that she didn't say anything derogatory about WWE. All she was trying to do was get herself over without putting anyone down. She didn't say anything bad about the company. She complained about not being used. That's valid. Yeah, I, I guess we don't know anything about her as there, like in the locker room or whatever. I Listen, I, I'll volunteer. I'll hang out in the women's locker room and get the scoops. You would, I know. I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm, but I was just saying, we don't know. So I'll walk around with a WWE mic. Rich the is here. What do you think about this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, do you work here? Yeah, don't you see the WWE mic? No, see, I probably escort you from the building, but not before kicking the shit out of you. I don't think that's a good idea for you physically. Like your body won't be able to take it. I'm willing to try. Are you sure? No. Yeah, because broken bones are not good, dude. I think it's trespassing, and they're well within their rights to beat the shit out of you, especially if you're in the locker room. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So let's play it safe for once. Let's play it safe. Yeah, just a little. Less bodily harm is good, right? Sometimes. Alright, last rumor, and then we are set to unleash our episode. I'm gonna unleash my episode all over the face, neck, and chest of the Bookiverse. Oh, boy. There is a rumor going around that Bray Wyatt is being kept off of TV due to his messy divorce, and the fact that WWE is being dragged into it by having to disclose his earnings in the proceedings. And Sister Abigail's a stupid gimmick. It's a really... Well... We haven't seen it yet. I don't think granted, we ever will. Granted, just going on the fact that 
the ru- the the rumor or the storyline or the, the whatever the theory is that it's going to be Bray in some kind of drag, then yeah, it's silly. But if they really play up the fact that he's got split personality disorder, that could be an interesting gimmick. I hope they do it and like he wants to fuck somebody because it's Sister Abigail who has a crush on somebody. Probably Strowman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is a trash golem now, so you know. Well, it makes him a golem. Well, all I know is garbage fell out of the garbage truck and Strowman came up. So I feel like the garbage formed together and created Strowman. Ah. He is a trash golem. And he's very upset. And his, and the, the name that was shoved into his mouth was the Miz. And that's his target. That's how golems get a target. You write on a piece of paper and you put it in the golem's mouth. Hmm. You know. It's Hebrew folklore, my man. You would know it if you, if you read a book or watched a TV show or something. I read plenty of books. Yeah, real books like a fucking creep. Like a hardcover book. Do we want to discuss anything else about the really real WWE before we get to our WWE? Oh, yeah, sure. How about uh, Seth Rollins uh, losing clean to Kane? They're just pushing the shit out of Kane for virtually no reason. If only there were... More jobbers for Kane to beat up instead of one half of the tag team champions and lay waste to the tag team champions who happen to be the shield. Two thirds of. Two thirds of the shield. Yeah, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. (laughs) No. Um, Something I wanted to say last week, but I can reiterate it this week. That means say again. Yeah. Who the fuck is writing these Bludgeon Brothers vignettes. Not me. What? Like, what are they saying? What? No. It's bad. They want to hit things. It, it's bad. Oh, I'm, I'm a little upset because Hulu cuts the fashion files from freaking SmackDown. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? Because they're stupid. It wasn't great this week. Stranger things? Right. Well, you didn't watch. You, you don't watch Stranger Things, so you don't know. That's right. Yeah, it's a good show. Second season's not great. First season's good. It's like I'm sure they'll post it on YouTube or something. It's so '80s. Like even the credits and the and the and the music. I you would think it was filmed then. Listen, listen. It's 2017. I know what year it is. Thank you. The '80s are over. I got it. Give me 4K. Give me U8. Give me fucking HDR. No, I mean the film quality is not fucking. I so I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking the about. The presentation now. is. Yeah, I, I feel like the presentation for a reason, huh? I feel like things evolved for a reason. I feel like you don't understand. Maybe if you watch the first episode someday. Maybe uh, when I'm done with Breaking Bad. Listen, you're gonna be in Breaking Bad for a long time. How many seasons did it go? It's done, right? It's over. It's okay. been over. There's a spinoff now. Wow. Okay, well, first, how many seasons were there? I don't know. Five or six or something. 
don't, I don't remember. It's been a while. That won't take me that long. No, I'll just binge watch them. You need to finish a strain. Three or four months. Uh, I, I'm, I'm recording it on my DVR, so I gotta look at the episodes and see, like, what's what. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, my DVR gives me the description of the episode, not the fucking title of the episode. That's so stupid. Yeah. Do you have Fios? Oh, you have Optimum. Yes. Yeah, that's problem. Vision. Yes. Cable vision. Isn't Optimum cable vision? Optimum was a term that Cablevision decided to start calling first their internet service, and then all, the whole service became called Optimum. And then Cablevision got sold to this fucking Swedish company, All Alltech or Alcida or whatever the fuck it is. This unwanted history lesson was brought to you by Rich Derez. All right. Rich so, Derez for president. Are we ready? For is raw. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready for fifteen minutes of good old fashioned raw. Riz is raw. I gotta push my button down, and you're not gonna hear shit from me because I'm drinking. Oh, you got your Bud Light wine? No, it's wine. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's alcohol, so it's good. It's wine. I approve. It's good. It's and great. I'm, and I'm a big fan of wine. Making my liver great again. <laughs> Alright, so as always, Raw Star Shit Fuck As always, Jerry's shit interrupts me. Sorry, dude, I <laughs> fucking Did you not write a recap? Not even the recap. I didn't build on something that I was supposed to. Ah, fuck. It doesn't matter. Do you Does... need time? Do you need time? No, I don't will need you... it. Will you wing it? I'm gonna fix it. Okay, good. With my power. Once again, underinterrupted. As, as long as you're, as long as you're able to work it in. Oh, I know. Obviously, it's important. Yeah. All right. Let's continue where I, where I left off. As always, Versus Raw starts with a recap of last week's Raw, which opened with a backstage fight between Rusev and the U.S. champ Austin Aries, continuing where they left off the previous week at Booker Slam. Blake and Murphy attacked the Golden Truth from behind in revenge for all the times they had been attacked from behind. The New Day beat the club in a Booker Slam rematch to retain the Tag Team Championships, and they later blame AJ for not helping them. Sorry, the club later blame AJ for not helping them. Asuka beat Sasha, and then Asuka says she's ready to take her title back. Paul Heyman throws Brock's name into the hat for the global championship contention. The Authors of Pain beat the Ascension, and Paul Ellering announces that his Authors of Pain will fight through every team to get the tag titles. And then. In our main event, Blake Murphy and Austin Aries beat the Golden Truth and Rusev with Blake and Murphy's double team on Goldie, and then the Authors of Pain attacked all of them to close the show. Raw GM Rich the Riz opens the show from backstage. Good evening, everyone. We got a big show planned, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just wanted to let you know I got a call from the chairman, Mr. McMahon, over the weekend. It seems he's looking to ignite some competitive flames around here because he told me that he wants to see which is the better brand by giving this year's Booker series a Raw vs. SmackDown theme. I have since spoken to the SmackDown general manager Angelo Dawkins, a man of many talents, might I add, and we decided to make it interesting. At Booker Slam, we will have three interpromotional matches pitting Raw teams versus SmackDown teams. First, a traditional Booker series 5-on-5 match with each team co-captained by their singles champions, so Team Raw will have AJ Styles and Austin Aries as co-captains, and Team SmackDown will have Baron Corbin and Elias Sampson as co-captains, if each is still champ by then. 
He's just Elias. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Because we did the draw long before he dropped the the last name. I know. He was still on NXT when we did the draw. Just in case some weirdos out there like, he's Elias now. Well, there you go, weirdo. The second match is similar with five of Raw's women, captained by the women's world champion, Bailey, versus SmackDown's team, captained by their women's world champion, sorry, their women's champion, Nia Jax. And lastly, a tag team match between Raw's tag champs, The New Day, versus SmackDown's tag champs, Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton, with the winning team getting a trophy naming them best tag team in WWE. Additionally, whichever show wins the night guarantees that someone from their roster gets the number 30 spot at the, oh, here I call it the Book of Rumble, whatever, at the Book of Rumble match in a few months, and the losing show has someone from their roster in the number one slot. I'll announce the rest of Team Raw at the end of the night. Until then, I'll be watching closely. Segment 2, we had the Authors of Pain versus Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy tried their best, but it wasn't enough for the two behemoths known as the Authors of Pain as they fall to the Super Collider, followed by the final chapter. Even in defeat, though, Blake and Murphy still seem to win the crowd over more and more each week. Look at them. Lovable jackasses. <clears throat> Two best buds. Just, just look at them go. Living their dream. Just together. Tr- trying to survive. Just eating sandwiches. Together. Yeah. Segment three. We have Asuka versus Nikki Bella. The announcers speculate that whoever wins this match might just impre- impress the GM enough to get on the Raw women's team. Of course, Asuka beat Nikki in about 8 minutes after a series of brutal strikes led to the Asuka lock, and Asuka's dominance continues. Segment 4. Samoa Joe comes into my office. What's this about Booker Series being Raw versus SmackDown, and AJ's the captain of a 5-man team? I want my rematch. I'm like, hey Joe, settle down. Booker Series is only a week away. You can have your title rematch on the following Raw if you want. Joe says, and lose a pay-per-view payday? Riz replies, look Joe, this wasn't my idea. I'm just trying to roll with the punches and put together the best team possible so we can beat SmackDown and get that number 30 spot in the basement rumble. Or Booker rumble, whatever the hell we're going to end up calling it. I don't know yet. It's it's like two months away. Whatever, we got time. It's fine. Joe says, you want to beat SmackDown? Put me on that team. We'll beat SmackDown, and I'll get my pay-per-view payday. I say, okay, I see what you're saying, so let's make a deal. Beat your opponent tonight, and you're on the team. Joe nods and walks off. Segment 5, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Zack Ryder. As intense as Ryder has been lately since splitting from his bro, Mojo Rawley, it wasn't enough to combat the raw talent that Nakamura has, and Nakamura wins with the Kinshasa! Segment 6. Sasha, Emma, and Peyton Royce beat Alicia Fox, Carmella, and Tamina with a bank statement on Carmella while Emma and Peyton Royce held the other two at bay. Segment 7. And this is our in-ring main event. Samoa Joe versus the former U.S. champ Rusev. Rusev battles the former global champ, and after a hard-hitting battle, Joe's agility, uncanny for a man his size, helps him dodge and ultimately defeat the Bulgarian brute. This was pretty short. No kidding. <laughs> Still not bad. Thank you. Raw GM Richard Riz comes out to the stage to announce the Booker Series teams. 
With Booker Series coming up next week, it's time to announce teams that will be representing Raw. First, obviously, Raw's Tag Team Champs of the New Day will face SmackDown's Tag Champs, Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton. Raw's women's team will consist of the captain and women's world champion, Bailey, along with Asuka, Sasha Banks, Emma, and Peyton Royce, who all won matches tonight. Finally, the men's team will consist of co-captains, global champion AJ Styles, the U.S. champion Austin Aries, Shinsuke Nakamura, the man that AJ Styles took his championship from, Samoa Joe, and finally, the man that threw his hat in for the global championship last week, Brock Lesnar. Fuck. Now, I know there are a lot of volatile elements teaming together in this match, but I ask them all to remember the importance of this match. If we win, someone from the Raw roster gets the number 30 spot in the Basement Rumble, or Booker Rumble. If we lose, one of us instead gets the number one spot. But this pay-per-view will also feature two non-interpromotional matches. So Raw's offering for those will feature the Authors of Pain versus the Lucha Dragons and a fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender for the U.S. title. Rusev versus Ryback versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Thank you all for Ryback was there. Thank you all for enjoying Raw. See you next time. How dare you? You're presumptuous. You enjoyed it, you sons of bitches. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> and make sure to, to tip your, your your concession. There's no tipping at concession. That's what I'm talking about. There oh, could be. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they have a tip cup there. They do, right? Mm-hmm. Do you tip? No. Nope. Not bad. I do understand what you meant about rushing, which is good. Uh, what else was I going to say? I have nothing else to say because I like... I want to know what's happening with Blake and Murphy. I feel like, you know, one day things might go better. It's like they're my DIY, in a way. In a way. Uh oh, could this mean dissension in the ranks? No, because they already broke up and now they're coming back. I know that, but like, again? And it's the other guy? I I wasn't, I wasn't trying to foreshadow that at all. Oh. I'm just saying like they're like, they're, they're the perpetual underdog tag team. That everyone is behind and just wants them to win. So is Booker Series next week? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Remember? I, now I do. And the following week is Survivor Series. Yeah. Ours is probably going to be better. I'm sure. All right. You have, you have Roman Reigns. <laughs> I do. I have <laughs> Roman Reigns. I guarantee Roman Reigns in or around. Wait a second. I got to shut up. What? What are you talking about? We don't know anything yet. Ooh. Because uh. this is the Booker Series build-up show for SmackDown. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is everybody ready for SmackDown? Whether you like it or not, get your ears ready because you're about to be penetrated. I just asked for consent. And you consented. I'm drinking so I can legally cry rape. I'm just saying. Oh, that's fine. Did you know that? Yes. I don't want to talk about it here because okay. we're idiots. All right. <laughs> So, uh, there's no recap because fuck you guys. Listen, you gotta you gotta listen to this shit. It's real shit. Segment zero. What?
it. I know. I know. Relax, guys. Relax. This show is freaking loaded. 72 hours before SmackDown goes live. Angelo Dawkins is watching past episodes of SmackDown on four different screens while simultaneously watching Raw on the other four. He's looking for something. He's getting close. There. The SmackDown GM is a man of many talents. He'll tell you that if you want him to or not. He grabs his phone and he dials. Two hours later, there is a knock on the door. Door opens. The GM stands up as the door opens. The monitor shut off. All at once. Because there's a thing. And it's Kane at the door. Over the past months, he's become Dawkins' unofficial operations manager. The boat is ready to leave as soon as you're ready. There's a driver already waiting to take you to the dock. Dawkins gathers his belongings, a backpack, and a briefcase. He cuffs to his wrist. He looks at Kane. I need one more favor from you. The tone in Dawkins' voice suggests to Kane that it's a difficult favor. Dawkins' tone is normally nauseating, chock full of optimism and swagger. It was flat now and serious. Kane does not like Dawkins. However, he does respect him. Kane, I need you to hold down the fort until I come back. I don't know if I'll be back in time. This show is important. I need you to use your experience to form two teams. Five women and three men... It's for the Booker series. We need to beat Raw. It's three men because, obviously, the WWE champion and the Intercontinental champion are co-captains. And we need to beat Raw. Because we want that number 30 spot. Even though, if we did have our guy in, a guy at number one, he could win. There's a better chance of us winning at 30. Before Kane could respond... Dawkins held up a hand. The last two members of the men's team, I know. Tonight, Reigns and Del Rio have a match. The winner, if they are in one piece, represents Raw. The final member, if I don't return to SmackDown before the main event, you choose the last one. Don't worry about it. That's going to be enough. That's not going to be enough content, Dawkins. Cade's nervous. Those matches are great, but what about the rest of the show? The fans expect more from us. Kane blocks Dawkins' way. Arms crossed. Expression neutral. Let's go down here. Kane, I may be a man of many talents. However, you have the most experience in this company between the two of us. You are the one for this. Hopefully, I still have a job. Otherwise, it's going to be you running things. Kane did not like that. Other aspirations outside of the squared circle hold his attention. At least in his current position, free time is not just a concept. Then you better come back because I don't want that job. Kane steps aside. Dawkins nods at Kane and briskly walks past him. Kane, left alone with his thoughts, begins to ponder. How to fill the SmackDown card. So segment one. The entire roster of female talent surround the ring. Kane stands in the middle of the ring and makes his announcement. 
Booker series is coming, and we need the best women to represent our brand. Each and every one of you is better than any Raw superstar. Unfortunately, there are only four remaining spots. Nia Jax has automatically been added as she is the captain. She's been informed earlier this morning not to come to SmackDown Live, but to train at the Performance Center. The rest of you will enter this ring, and the final four will represent the best brand in sports entertainment. For the record, Kane scans ring the ringside, making eye contact with every superstar surrounding the ring. I will be in my office all night. My office is right here. Kane points to the timekeeper area, a simple office chair waiting for him. The minute your feet touch the outside of that ring, you are eliminated. Voluntarily or not, over the top, through the ropes, under the ropes. I just put here, absorbing break, make a commercial. Hey kids, do you like nails? No, not, 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 not really, no. Well, you're gonna love these nails. Rubber nails, put them in your eyes, put them in your hands. It doesn't hurt. Jesus. Segment two. <laughs> that was silly. You have been watching too much Rick and Morty. Come on, man. Not, I can improvise without that stuff. No, I'm just saying. No, it's clearly. Like, I'm just making stuff up. It's fine, but it's good. And there's no such thing as watch too much Rick and Morty. Thank you. I'm just saying. Segment two. All the participants are in the ring. And as soon as the bell rings, they brawl. Paige goes after Becky Lynch over at the top left corner. Charlotte and Alexa Bliss are over by the ropes in the middle towards the top. Locking up. Eventually, Alexa is eliminated by Charlotte with an assist from Becky. After Becky clotheslines Paige, dropping her. Billy Kay and Liv Morgan are double teaming Naomi. Giggity. Liv yeah. and Billy Kay eliminate the Naomi. I'll explain later. And then Liv eliminates Billy Kay. The deceit. Becky, Charlotte, Paige, and Liv all stare Natalia down and hit their finishes on her. Paige tosses her out of the ring like hot garbage. Final four winners. Charlotte, Paige, Becky, and Liv Morgan round out your women's SmackDown team. Nia Jack's music hits and golf claps the four survivors. She holds up her title to let them know who's in charge. Segment 3. Kane stands up and looks to the Bookerverse. This next match will determine the first of two men and one alternate to join our Survivor Series team. As stated in the email sent out to every superstar before the show, as well as the fans in attendance and watching around the world. Next match is The Born Dolph Ziggler versus Cesaro. Cesaro really has no idea what to make of Ziggler, what his aim is, why he and Bray Wyatt have taken a sudden interest in him. Cesaro doesn't like to be confused, but he does like showing his power. He charges Ziggler, who doesn't move. 
and takes the assault full on. He's down. Cesaro goes for the cover. Even an attempt at a pin can drain your opponent's stamina. The ref counts one, two, and then three. Ziggler is fully conscious and merely remained there. Cesaro is more confused than he was before. What he did understand was that he made the team. He would represent SmackDown at the Booker Series. Segment 4. The Atlantic Ocean. 60, 60 hours before SmackDown. We reached the island, sir. The captain says. The beach was empty and the sun was setting. This would be beautiful if he wasn't worried about cannibals. He looked back at the carpet yacht, looked down at his briefcase, cuffed to his wrists. I hope this works. It's wrist, one wrist. He removes his flashlight as he walks down the beach and clicks it three times towards the mammoth of a yacht. He receives three blinks back. It was a signal that he was sure he would go it alone. As a man of many talents, Dawkins is a master tracker. He removes his iPhone from his pocket and uses his Find My iPhone app. He warily begins his walk into the trees. Hey guys, are you looking, are you looking for some Smackdown action? Well, you better head on over to WWE.com because there's some crazy videos over there. You're going to see a guy build a wall. You're going to see a guy break the walls down. Classic Chris Jericho matches for your ass. Segment 5. Tag Team Title Rematch of the Rematch. Winner goes on to face the New Day at Booker Series. Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose versus the Big Bullies. The unpredictable behavior of Orton and Ambrose always gives them the advantage. Ambrose never knows what he's going to do until the bell rings. Orton never knows just how far he's going to go to achieve victory. The problem with the Big Bullies is they have strength and experience, but for Orton and Ambrose, you need a lot more time to prepare for them. Orton starts the action with Big Show. Agility versus power. Orton is focusing Big Show's leg. He may not be as big as he was before, but he is still the world's largest athlete. It's still effective, and Randy Orton has the upper hand. The giant is lumbering, and Orton hits a neckbreaker on the Big Show, and he's down. Bubba Ray is itching for that tag. Show gets his knee- gets to his knees despite Randy laying into him with right hands to stop him from standing up. This only angers the Big Show, who with both hands shoves Orton backwards, landing him on his ass. Show tags Bubba in. Ambrose tags himself in. Orton is visibly upset. He wanted to get Show back for knocking him down. Ambrose doesn't care. And he tells Orton to wait his turn and flips him off. Orton stomps the mat and grabs the tag rope, just trying to cool off. Ambrose brawls with Bubba and they trade shots. Orton motions as if he's entering the match. Taunting the Big Show, the ref takes his attention off of Ambrose and Bubba to warn Orton. While the ref's back is turned, Dean Ambrose rakes Bubba's eyes and kicks him right in the yam bag. Big Show starts to yell at Kane. Why are you letting this happen? 
He jumps down off the apron and walks towards Kane. Kane slowly rises and says, I want the team willing to do whatever is necessary to win the match. This is bullshit, and you know it. Big Show is irate. Kane points towards the ring. Your partner needs you. Try worrying about winning the match instead of crying to me. Kane sits down. Show, visibly upset and favoring his left knee, returns to the apron. The damage has been done. Ambrose hits dirty deeds on Bubba and drags him over to Orton and tags him in. Ambrose leaves Bubba laying. Orton looks at Bubba, who is just not home and unable to defend himself. His expression is changing, as if he sees something no one else sees. He's going to that place. Big Show is yelling at Orton, Don't do this, Randy! Orton isn't listening. Before Big Show can enter the ring and save his partner, Ambrose yanks Show off the apron. Randy Orton punts Bubba Ray right in the fucking head. Lights out for Bubba. One, two, and a three. Trending worldwide is hashtag pray for the new day. Segment six. You're a dick. <laughs> uh, 55 hours before SmackDown airs. See what I'm doing here? I do. It's crazy. As Dawkins enters the forest, don't ask, he notices a clearing. He can smell the aroma of chicken and something kind of like pork. The sounds of laughter fill the night. A feast? Dawkins says to no one. As he gets close, he can see the village. Many huts circling a taller structure, which is also a hut, in case you were wondering. The signal is coming from inside the larger hut. As Dawkins approaches the village, he is approached by two large men. Angelo Dawkins, the larger one said. He knew you'd come. The smaller of the large men said something in a language Dawkins has yet to learn. A beautiful woman then brings him a plate of food. No thank you, I just ate. He lied. What if they were cannibals? The larger man motioned for Dawkins to follow him. They came to the largest hut in the center of the village. The hut was dark. On his left, he could see a native woman painting. The painting portrayed a shirtless man in board shorts and flip-flops. He stood upon a kayak, made from the bones of his enemies, it seemed. His physique was cartoonish in how muscled up it was. What is this, the goddamn Incredible Hulk? There were children reading old wrestling magazines from the 1980s. They wore Hulkamania-era merchandise. What in the f- Before Dawkins could finish his sentence, he was told to enter the next room. He could barely see. Before him was a massive shadowy figure. Are you an assassin? The voice was low. There was no mistake. Kid Kayak was alive. Kid Kayak might have put on a shitload of weight and lost his goddamn mind. Segment 7. Wild card qualifier for Team SmackDown Fatal 4-Way Match. Winner is an alternate. 
Sami Zayn versus Chad Gable versus Ty Dillinger versus Dumbass. Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger team up with each other to go after The Miz. The Miz just keeps running away. But Chad Gable suplexes Sami Zayn from behind and goes after Dillinger. The Miz joins the attack and they both put the boots to Dillinger. The Miz was about to attack Gable from behind. But Gable turned around faster than Miz can attack. Miz begs him off like he wasn't going to attack him from behind. All of a sudden, Sammy attacks Miz from behind. And they brawl to the outside. Gable continues to wear down Dillinger. He wants to be on SmackDown real bad. Team SmackDown. Ty starts attack kicking at Gable. Because he's, you know, in the, in the corner on the floor. As, Sa- as Miz and Sammy brawl at ringside. Unaware of what's going on on the inside. Chad Gable drops back. And locks Ty Dillinger in an ankle lock. And he's got no choice. He's gonna tap. So far, Team SmackDown is Baron Corbin, Elias, Ed Cesaro. Gable will automatically be on the team should Dawkins not return in time. Segment 8. Kid, it's me. Angelo Dawkins, you remember me, don't you? Dawkins wanted to believe Kid Kayak was still in there. His friend. The large figure stepped out of the shadows, and it was not Kid Kayak. Thank God. Dawkins deduced that it was merely the chieftain, for he had a chieftain-type headdress. Kid Kayak nodded to the chief, and the chief left the two men alone to talk. When I left your world... The civilized world. On my kayak. I was caught in a storm. And I landed on this island. The natives, they took me in. So, the Hulkamania stuff, just so you know. A cargo plane crashed here many years ago carrying a shitload of wrestling merch. (laughs) So wrestling's a way of life here. I wrestled their chief. So you defeated the chief? And became the new chief? Dawkins asked. What? No! If I didn't win, I would have been eaten. These people are cannibals. Kid Kayak poured water from a bowl over his head to stay cool. You didn't eat the food, did you? That was Tokumbe. He died today. He was 90 and a real dickhead. Dawkins went pale. Kid, I need you to come back with me. Back to the world. Smackdown needs you. I want you to be the fifth man on our Booker Series team. Dawkins placed the briefcase on the table after unlocking it from his hands because they were cuffed to them. I thought you might be interested in these. He opened the briefcase and it was filled with White Castle burgers. <laughs> I knew it. Segment 9. Roman Reigns versus Alberto Del Rio. It's the grudge match. Months in the making. From day one. Reigns put Del Rio on the shelf, and he wants revenge. The bell rings, and Roman Reigns, Superman, punches Del Rio. After that, he hits the spear, and then a super spear, and then he pins Del Rio, rounding out the SmackDown Booker Series team. Kane is about to make an announcement. When Angelo Dawkins makes his way to the ring, Kane... 
I want to thank you for making this SmackDown amazing. The team is incredible. And I'd like to announce our fifth member. Please, ladies and gentlemen, get off your feet. Welcome back. Kid Kayak. Kid Kayak's music does not play. Instead, it's the national anthem. And out comes the current president of the United States, Ronald Crunk. And he's mad as hell. Del Rio, you're a loser. We were supposed to build a wall. Great wall for Mexico to keep America out. What happened? And before Ronald Crunk could finish his sentence, he gets a paddle kick right in the face. And he's down. Because Kid Kayak is back. And he's kicking faces. Taking names. Kid Kayak points to the ring. And four large island men come out from the back. And they head to the ring to collect Del Rio. Kid Kayak grabs the microphone. I didn't come back only for delicious White Castle burgers. That was part of the reason. I didn't want to eat people anymore. It was one time and I was scared. I only took a bite. The guy was a dick. But in exchange for me returning to the civilized world, I promised these men that they would be able to eat Mexican. Sorry, Del Rio. But your time is up. Del Rio is escorted from the ring by the island men. If he was conscious, he'd probably put up a fight. Dawkins, not done with his announcements, has another couple of announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this show's been intense, but I got two special things I wanted to announce. Number one, the most awaited rematch. It will be John Cena versus Finn Balor in a steel cage match at the Booker Series. The winner will face Baron Corbin for the championship at the next show. And the other match, it will be Billy Kay versus Natalia. The winner will be destroyed. I will fight Nia Jax for the women's championship. Oh, and just so we're clear, whoever gets the final pinfall in the Booker Series 5-on-5 match will be our number 30 participant. And whoever gets pinned and loses will be number one. So I guess you best win, guys. Because it's for all the marbles. Thank you, everybody, for coming to SmackDown. You will find under your seats a free 
White Castle meal. This episode of SmackDown brought to you by White Castle. The end. <laughs> so, no repercussions for Nia Jax violating Kane's order. Yes. Wait, what? What are you talking about? What's she doing? Kane told Nia Jax to not come to SmackDown to stay at the Performance Center. That's right. She came. She, she, there is no repercussion. You know why? Because Nia Jax doesn't give a fuck. She'll fight anybody. Mm. Man, woman, shim. Doesn't matter. Shim? She, that looks like a him. Oh. Okay. Or a him she. Or a kimchi. Kimchi? That's why you always wear that mask. Anything else you want to nitpick? No, that's it. My math was off a little bit, but it's fine now. It's all right. <laughs> Chad Gable was originally going to be on the team, uh-huh. but then I can't count. So it made sense that he would be the alternate in case Dawkins didn't come back with his fifth man. That worked out. Sometimes things work out. And that whole last segment I did with my head. Because I forgot to put Ronald Crunk in the last one. You got paddle kicked right in the mush. A presidential paddle kick. The real question is, what is the repercussions for Kid Kayak assaulting the President of the United States? There isn't any. Because he's not a citizen of the United States. So, you just sent Del Rio off to get killed. Maybe. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Kid Kayak did. Maybe. And Angel Dawkins... Just okay with it. He needed to get his fifth man. He's not going to fucking argue with him. What's going on over there on SmackDown? SmackDown is a land of opportunity. It's nice. also kill or be killed. It's That's the, how you do shit It's here. a land of opportunity to try to have you guy win the Booker Rumble from the number one spot. Because Raw's going to win. Uh, yeah, you know what, in that universe, maybe, but in this universe, we're gonna win, and whoever wins, whoever gets that pinfall to win, whoever eliminates the last guy from Raw, there's elimination, mm-hmm. that's the rules, mm-hmm. he's gonna be number 30, and he's gonna win. Alright, we'll see. Because we're gonna win. Because we're the best. Who's, uh, who's pinning Brock? Listen, I didn't think about that already, alright? Shut up. Did you not think I would put Brock on the team? Listen, I figured you'd put Brock on the team, and that's why Roman's there. Because that worked out so well for Roman last time. Well, this Roman Reigns is a different Roman Reigns. This is a different Roman Reigns. This is a much better Roman Reigns. That's right. And I didn't even use Braun Strowman. Nope. I forgot what happened to him. I did something with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking Bray Wyatt disappeared him. Yeah. I hate disappeared as a verb. Um... Good episode. Long, right? It was good. Yeah. I forgot. What that about that action? It was good. It was all very action. Good. You did. It was good. Yeah. Was, I was able to see it. Good. You you visualized. It was, uh... I had forgotten that Kid Kayak went away. You did? Yeah. It was... Things. Things? It was explained when, uh, Roman Reigns was interviewed by, uh, Renee Young. Yeah, I just didn't remember. That's okay. Yeah, my memory. It's alright. Our fans remember. Without member berries. (sighs) Yeah, I wrote this yesterday and today. 
there was some inspirations, but uh, you probably wouldn't get the references. Breaking minor news. What? Uh, Chinese recruit Leo Gao was released from NXT yesterday. Who? Uh, was he the giant one that they got? Yeah, he was. Oh, I guess he can't wrestle? Not giant, but like, he was like chubby. He was chubby. I'm I'm looking at him right here and he was chubby. He was an impression of, he did an impression of Steve Austin. Ah, it's okay if you're chubby. I mean, look at Kevin Owens. Well, I guess he's white chubby. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie McMahon is back. And we were right! No, I was right. That Shane would wrestle Kurt. Because they're both captaining the teams. Mm-hmm. How about that, huh? Oh, yeah. So, uh, the, the, the Daniel Bryan thing, I think, was really unnecessary. I feel like, what if? What if? He's not cleared. Otherwise, it, he wouldn't have been in the dark like that. He's definitely not cleared. But I'm just saying, like, what if Shane... Hired Kane because he doesn't like the fact that Daniel Bryan questioned his fucking his orders. That's he, he questioned him. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, and what if, what if, what if he is cleared and it's Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon punches like a bitch and we don't have to worry about Daniel Bryan getting hurt. Well, I doubt that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He does kind of punch like a bitch though. What are they? What are those money punches? Money, here comes the money. Money, 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 money punches. Oh yeah, that's it. That's my theory. That uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a setup. Take him off the board. Hmm. How big a fan are you of Rusev Day? I feel like Rusev Day should be a replacement for Columbus Day. I think it should be a replacement for Tuesday. Okay. Every Tuesday. Should be Rusev Day. Who's Rusev Day? Yeah, I'm not so much of a fan of uh, Rusev's boyfriend, but I am a fan of the concept and their team. That's his personal ring singer. Yeah, I guess that's better than him having some random like Russian dude singing the national anthem of Russia or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's good that they're doing something with those guys, but I feel like Rusev should have a belt. He needs a belt when you have your own day. That's true. If you have your own day, you are the champion. That's right. Champion of that day. What'd you think of the New Day's costumes? That was cool. That was really cool. Um, uh, for those who didn't see it, uh, Woods was Jimmy Hart. Biggie was Akeem, the African Dream. And Kofi was Brother Love. What about... Okay, the match was shit. The one I'm going to mention. But, did you pop huge... For Chad Too Bad yes. and Chet Ferguson. That was awesome. That was <laughs> amazing, but the match was just garbage. Oh, yeah. It was a fucking Ugh, fuck. trick or treat It's fight. like, does McMahon hate the club that bad that he's just trying to, like, destroy their image? Like, how does that work? Yeah, and Slater Rhino beating them? Yeah. Really? What is going on? Rhino's missed his claws. Yeah. Wearing bloomers. Yeah, that's the thing. When WWE takes guys from elsewhere, most times they become this watered-down version of what they were. Right? 
they do. I mean, the club had a really good run at first, and then they started doing the 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 comedy shtick where they were they were doctors and they had new day they had Biggie's balls in formaldehyde, and they've yet to become tag champions. Yes, seriously. Like there was so many times where we thought they'd win, and it's like nerd. It's all they do now. What's happening, man? Either A, Vince doesn't believe the hype, or B, that's all it was, just hype, and they were super over his heels because they were Gaijin. Man, maybe. I don't know. I think it's just mishandling the uh, talent. And I definitely think they deserve better. Yeah. They at least deserve another shot because that comedy shit that was given to them, unless it was their idea, I, shouldn't happen. Yeah. If it was their idea, then good try. Didn't work. You know, the fact that they were able to find the arena is heroic in itself. It took them a whole season last time. Yeah. And, you know, what will lethal leap year not taking place in a leap year? (laughs) Uh, I think the best is they hired one woman. Yeah. And, um... Oh, Chet is it Chet Cheddarfield? Yeah, seen his seen his character. No, or is it the other one. Uh, Chet Cheddarfield's Fandango. Yeah, it was, what's? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. No, you're right. That's Chet Cheddarfield. I don't know. I've seen his character. Lance Catamaran. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. From Ithaca, New York. Lance Catamaran just shouts off, shouts off camera. How the fuck do you only hire one? E two, E two. Great, that was the ladies wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please, more Southpaw regional wrestling. Natalia never looked hot until she was on Southpaw regional wrestling. Totally, never. And Renee went Mm -hmm. from like a ten to a forty-five. Jesus. Yeah, the fucking first the accent. Yeah, that just. Dumb look on her face. And the off-the-shoulder shirt. And the dumb look on her face. Yeah. Fuck. All right, listen. And she she accepted uh the Money Guys challenge. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's his fucking name? Whatever. He's a fucking Mister Mister McElroy. Yeah, it's a Mister McElroy. Played by uh, Tyler Breeze. But what did kind of fall flat for me was Mrs. Guy. He's voodooed. Yeah, I know. It's kind of... Miz could do better. He's yeah. an actual actor. Yeah. So Maybe that's what was funny about it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they were going for irony. They should put uh, Rhino and Seth Rollins in a tag team. The Butchers! Butcher Boys, I thought. Or the butchers? Butch Boys, Butch, I don't remember. Whatever the it's fuck. Better than the Bludgeon Brothers. Most things are better than the Bludgeon Brothers. They should make the Bludgeon Brothers fucking, uh, they should make them, uh, shit, what's the name of the show we were just talking about? I'm dying right now. Uh, The Strain? No! The Moon! Southpaw. They should make them Southpaw like. Ah. Like, just make their gimmicks like that. Like that. Ridiculous. I just fucking realized something. What? So far, from what I've seen of the Bludgeon Brothers, 
They're a bootleg version of War Machine. Oh, is that what they're doing? That's what it looks like. And by the way, Sarah Logan got engaged to one of the members of War Machine last week. Who's Sarah Logan again? She's in NXT. She's the one. She's the one from from oh, down south. Okay, I did. She wrestle um when we went to the show. Yeah. She, okay, she I did. remember. Okay. She was at NXT Takeover. That's uh, right. I think she was on. She wasn't on the on the main show. She was on no the, the NXT before. Yeah, the NXT which is after that aired the following week. The taped one before the show, mm-hmm. which is always cool that you get an episode of NXT that you get to watch Takeover. Oh, we saw No Way Jose get killed. Oh, poor bastard. They didn't get any of our reactions, which is bullshit. We were good. Where was our fucking shot? Fuckers. On that note. On that note, uh, the bookers considered it. We are not going to the 25th anniversary of Raw. As it is, if, first of all, let's say we go to a regular Raw show. If we get shit seats, we're watching the screen. At which point, yeah, maybe something cool will happen, but I got, I got a better view from home. There is no line to my bathroom. Right. Same here. No line to the beverages. And it's the comfiest seat in the house. Although we didn't check the Manhattan Center prices. It's a race hold out. Oh. Woo! This is it only seats, it seats less than 2,000. Woo! So yeah, so if we were to go to the Barclays Center one, we're like even if we get if let's say we got ringside seats, let's say we magically got ringside seats for fucking nothing, right? We're still watching the screen for half the show because half the show is happening at the Manhattan Center. Well, we don't know how they're doing this. We don't, but the release I saw said that all the legends and some talent will be at the Manhattan Center, but the action is happening in Brooklyn. In ring action. So, like, I get, I understand they want to do two because they want to do a real Raw for now from a venue they, that is worthy, that can support the number of people that will go at the Barclay Center. But, you know, the first episode of Raw was a borough away in the Manhattan Center. So they want to do both. I and think it's noble. I like. The concept, but it's just not practical. What they should do, they should do a separate. They ha- like have Raw on its regular night, celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary, but then on a separate night, have a two hour show, a two hour exclusive celebration of the first episode of Monday Night Raw, and that's where you have your legends have like fucking interactions with. Legends and, and new wrestlers and fucking celebrates 25 years. Do that. Whoa. Don't have one show, two shows on one night airing from two different venues where wh- whichever one you go to, you're, wa- you're watching half the show on the screen. Will they design the ring and ringside like Raw? At the Manhattan Center, yes. I'm sure they're going to bring out the entire old Raw set with the giant letters. fucking better. The one that uh, Sabu almost died off of. Do it right. It was RVD. RVD. Do it right. Or don't fucking do it. I'm sure that's what they're going to do. Good. It's just just sitting in in their warehouse next to the SmackDown Fist, you know? The Raw House. Raw House. 
Yeah, bring back the smacked out fist. More fisting. They have it in the intro. Speaking of divas, listen. Yeah. <laughs> what is Paige doing today? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she coming There's back? a rumor. Well, not a rumor. It's a... Alberto El Patron, or Alberto Del Rio, whatever the fuck, said that uh, Paige's comeback is imminent. Yeah, you can shut the fuck up. He's about to get ate by some fucking cannibals. Oh, this is the point where he said he shouldn't say anymore because he doesn't want to get her in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you should shut so. the fuck up. They're married, right? No, okay. I don't know. Oh, good. I hope not. She's... Uh, whatever. She's gotta get out of that. She's got to, cause he's cancer. Cancer merchant. Cancer merchant. Alright, well, we di- we dipped. We, we dipped into clerks, so it's time to go. We'll Alright. Stay tuned for the announcements. And don't forget to come back here next time and find out how SmackDown defeats Raw. Raw defeats SmackDown. SmackDown defeats Raw. I've heard it both ways. I think it'll be a sweep. I I think. 3 0. I, th- I think you're crazy. I think you're delusional. I think you might have drank too much. How much vodka do you have? I, I, I haven't touched it yet. I think you're slurring now. It's a pretty it's a pretty bottle. Listen. Listen to the handsome devil in the next few minutes. Tell you guys how to find our shit. And uh thanks for coming. Bye. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Jair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did Feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Booker's Facebook page. Head over to Twitter. If you want to contact us directly, it's the best way. Richter is R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the